0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 11:60 AM. Welcome everyone to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and as always we got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest sixty minutes of radio as we actually try to help you slow things down just a little bit, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news. Makes sense on a Monday. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Uh, A lot continues to evolve as it relates to uh, all things politics, uh, from the presidential race on down to Utah's 4th Congressional District. We've also got uh, a number of uh, breaking news pieces that we're keeping track of as we go through the morning here. President Donald Trump announced via Twitter that he uh, fired Defense Secretary Esper. Uh, We'll be replacing him with Christopher Miller. Uh, So much more to come on how that all came about. Uh, we'll also uh, continue to uh, look at how all of this plays out in the coming days, and and what all of that means as we move along. Uh, also, really important for us to recognize that uh, as things get a little closer to the finish line, as it relates to the presidential election and a lot of those other elections that are outstanding, we also have the balance of power in the United States Senate that is yet to be determined. Uh, it's one of those uh, that I got actually got right. You know, broken clock is right twice a day, and uh, I actually made the prediction that we wouldn't know the balance of power in the United States Senate until January 5th. And it turns out that will be the case. There are two runoffs. Again, both Senate seats are open in the state of Georgia, special election, and then the uh, regular election with Senator Perdue. And uh, neither one of them, Georgia has an interesting law, uh, which is really interesting to think about. They require a candidate to get to 50 percent in order to win an election. And if not, then they reduce all of the other candidates out and they have a runoff with the top two. And that is the case in both of these races. Uh, If you thought uh, that things were hot and uh, a little vitriolic in Utah's fourth congressional district, uh, you ain't seen nothing yet uh, until you watch what happens in Georgia uh, over the next uh, several weeks leading up to again january 5th is when that will be decided so balance of power still hangs in the balance as it relates to the united states senate uh, presidential election continues to rock along there's still votes being counted in a number of places there are lawsuits that have been filed of course by the trump campaign and it's important for us to recognize all those things need to play out and all of those things are part of our political process no one needs to hyperventilate no one needs to get upset Uh, It's just part of the process. Let's let the process continue to roll out. So I I think that's a a real critical piece of the puzzle uh, that we all need to exhale just a little bit. As you do the analysis and uh, look at how things are playing out, it it appears that the uh, path for the president to maintain uh, for another four years in the White House is narrowing and and becoming slimmer uh, each day. Even many of these uh, uh, court filings and uh, protests there, uh, don't seem to be enough to uh, tilt the election results in the end. Uh, and so it looks more and more uh, we have, of course, everyone has projected that uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh, will assume the presidency and the vice presidency uh, in the days ahead. They gave victory speeches on Saturday uh, as uh, states were called. And again, important to remember that, uh, Pollsters and pundits don't call elections; the uh, votes do, and so we'll continue to monitor that and watch that as we as we roll along. But uh, it, it is clear that uh, the the path is there. Uh, Joe Biden today uh, announced his task force as it relates to the coronavirus and uh, what they're hoping to do there. On a day when there's a lot of good news uh, and a lot of bad news as it relates to coronavirus, uh, Pfizer, of course, announced that they. Uh, are moving forward with some success uh, on a vaccine, 90% uh, effective rate, and that will uh, obviously go into production and be available as uh, we move into 2021. And so that's a good thing. Stocks are soaring on that news. I think that's some certainty for the economy in the future. At the same time, the state of Utah is uh, at record levels again, Uh, as it relates to number of cases and hospitalizations. uh, And as you've been listening here on KSL News Radio throughout the morning, uh, including a press conference with Governor Herbert and local media, uh, that the mandates uh, are in place. We'll continue to look at those and break those down, what those mean. Will they be enough? Will people respond? uh, And then most importantly, what is the path forward? And to me, that's uh, really what we have to get to in all of these things. Uh, And so let's take a a little look uh, as it relates to the presidential race and, as I mentioned, uh, celebrations over the weekend, victory speeches for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And there's there's two elements of their speeches that I think are important, regardless of where you fit on the political spectrum, regardless of who you voted for uh, in the election. There are some things uh, that are important and I think uh, noteworthy and praiseworthy uh, as it relates to what happened. Uh, first, let's go to uh, Kamala Harris, and uh, as she addressed the nation on Saturday from Delaware, and uh, just a, a very important speech. Uh, but interesting in a year when we're celebrating uh, the, the women's suffrage movement, the women's right to vote, 19th Amendment, uh, she said some things that I think were very important and very powerful for, for everyone, especially for our young women.
0: All the women who have worked to secure and protect the right to vote for over a century. 100 years ago with the 19th Amendment, 55 years ago with the Voting Rights Act, and now in 2020 with a new generation of women continued the fight for their fundamental right to vote and be heard. And I stand on their shoulders. But while I may be the first woman in this office, I will not be the last.
1: Uh, that, that was a great uh, concluding line there, uh, that uh, while she will be uh, the first woman to take the office of vice president, uh, she will surely not be the last, uh, and that's a good thing. And there, there are some really important lessons in there, and I think uh, some important conversations to be had in terms of uh, women in politics, uh, recruiting them to vote. Uh, and, and recruiting them, more importantly, to run for office, uh, which is a, a whole nother subject we'll save for another day. Uh, but there are some challenges uh, to that in the past, and it's uh, one that we have to make sure that path is clear uh, moving forward. Uh, quickly, let's go to uh, Joe Biden's comments on Saturday. Uh, this was really uh, Joe Biden's moment after a very long career uh, in the United States Senate and then, of course, eight years as the vice president of the United States, uh, this was a moment for him, and, and the the theme he continues to, to hit uh, is that of unity.
0: I pledge to be a president who seeks not to divide, but unify. Who, who doesn't see red states and blue states, only sees the United States. I sought this office to restore the soul of America, to rebuild the backbone of this nation, the middle class, And to make America respected around the world again. And to unite us here at home.
1: All right, that's uh, Joe Biden from his uh, victory speech over the weekend. Uh, Again, a lot of things still in motion and in play as that continues on. Uh, But I I think there are things that we should uh, pause and reflect on as we try to move the country forward uh, in a positive way. Uh, and I think if, if you go back to last week, we had this conversation uh, about this wonderful letter to the editor that was printed in the Quad City Times of Davenport, Iowa, uh, and just a, a great piece of a, a man talking about how he got on an airplane, he saw the pilot go into the cockpit and lock the door, and then he started thinking about the pilot. <laughs> he said, I, I didn't choose that pilot, I don't know if that pilot is the best pilot, I don't know if that pilot's the worst pilot. I don't know if that pilot is a person of character. I don't know if that pilot shares my uh, view of the economy or equal rights or anything else. Uh, But he found himself, of course, praying for the pilot. And that's a a good message and a good lesson for all of us. Uh, He he went on, this was Steve Garrington in the Davenport, uh, Iowa uh, who said that uh, I didn't want that pilot to fail? Whether I agreed with the pilot, like the pilot or not, I did not want that pilot to fail because in a plane crash, there are no winners, uh, there are only losers. And I think we can apply that uh, very specifically to where we are as a nation. Uh, and as things continue to be certified, and that's the important part certified and the electoral votes cast. Uh, that it appears, by all accounts and measures, uh, as everyone has called those races. Again, we'll watch the legal proceedings play forward. Uh, that Joe Biden will be the forty-sixth president of the United States, and Kamala Harris will be sworn in as the vice president. And we should all pray for the pilot. Uh, we do not want them to fail. We want we want the country to succeed. We want the president to succeed. And while you may not have chosen them to be your pilot. Uh, And you can apply this to a governor's race or to uh, an elective representative's race or to a mayor's race. Uh, It doesn't matter uh, because when it comes to moving forward as a country or as a community, uh, there are no winners or losers. (laughs) There's only moving forward. And how we do that, how we choose to do that is what really matters most. So uh, on this kind of day, uh, we all should pray for the pilot uh, whoever that pilot may be, and whether or not we agree with him or not is irrelevant. We want the plane to land successfully. We're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the unfinished business uh, that we need to get to as a country. Crucial Conversations coming up with Scott Hal. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon.